Hey all, Justine here. You know us. You love us. We're so behind. So, um, we actually talk about the Jungle Cruise ride in this episode and, like, that it hasn't been updated. Well, guess what? It's been so updated at this point. There's even a new movie about it. Um, we just wanted to let you know we recorded this way, way before there was even talk or that we even knew of this movie coming out. So, um... We just wanted to let you know, and we hope you enjoy the episode. See you real soon. Ha -ha. Hello there, Foley artists. Hi. Live. Well, not live, well, <laughs> from Austin. Here's Ryan. Hi, here's Justine. And we are very thrilled to be talking to you today about an absolute classic yes. in the Disney canon. So yes. far, it's been a, a, a percentage, just a percentage of the movies you watch that have been Disney, just milestone, masterpiece-type movies. Everybody loves them. Everybody knows them. Jungle Book is one, mm -hmm. I would say. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your stress. I mean the bare necessities. A delightful movie that has nothing to do with the Rudyard Kipling. No. In fact, Disney told some of his people, don't you, have you, have you read it? Don't bother. Yeah. This movie had an interesting genesis. Well, I discovered that um, despite the fact that Sword in the Stone made a lot of money, uh, people did notice at the time that it wasn't great. Yeah, because it's not. It's not at all. It's very <laughs> conspicuous. They picked up on it. But for some reason, here's the interesting thing. In the sequence of movies, it starts with 101 Dalmatians. That's when they start using the xenocrony, um, however you say it, but the Xerox kind of uh, etchy drawing style. Yeah. And uh, also with Bill Pete, the last two movies, 101 and Sword in the Stone, has worked on the story almost entirely. And it's practically unheard of because mm -hmm. heretofore Disney's a very collaborative process. For this movie, originally, Bill Pete had worked on uh, a more faithful and much darker uh, adaptation of The Jungle Book. And mm -hmm. Walt stepped in. Walt, who at this point is not very healthy, stepped in no. and said, you know what? This isn't working. It's too dark. We're going to start over. We're going to bring back in my nine old men, my The Story folks. And we're going we're gonna to figure this out so that it, it's much better. Has nothing to do with the book, but is everything audiences would want. Yeah, and um, I don't know if he knew that he was sick, maybe somewhere in his subconscious or something, but for him to go back and like work with the remaining nine old men that yeah. were on that studio still and to really get his hands into a movie again, I think was really um It's a bittersweet special. yeah, a bittersweet ending. And the fact that they say that this was the first time in a while that he had really invested himself in the production of one of their pictures. Yeah. Released four years after Sword in the Stone, mm -hmm. and they say that he he did a lot of story work. And of course I think this movie is a, a masterpiece of pacing and yeah. uh Great story, great characters, all that stuff. Now, do you know kind of where Disney World was at this time in the whole process? Let's see. So this came out in... 67. Okay, so, I mean, they're they're tunneling through. Um, mm -hmm. 69, 70, 71. Yeah, so they're three years away from opening. Um, and it's been a while since I watched the Imagineering story about... For Disney World. Good, uh, good documentary. Um, I know that they they had already started, but maybe were pausing it, and then Walt passed in. Oh, geez. Let yeah, me what see. was the date on that? Because um, it was that year, or was it the year? 
before? 66. Oh, so wow. two years before. So maybe by the time this had already come out, Roy had stepped up because mm-hmm. he was kind of in semi-retirement and he stepped up to really help finish the Florida project. And then that's why it's called Walt Disney World is because Roy really wanted to honor his brother and finish this. And then honestly, with all of the stress of building a park, Roy died shortly after that so unfortunate. it opened. Yeah. We wonder too. I mean, a lot of cancer sufferers <sighs> come from a place of, of stress at a certain point in their lives. And you yeah. imagine all the load that Walt put on himself probably exacerbated. Yeah. In later interviews, even though he looks old, he still has the life and the mirth that yeah. is his trademark. So, yeah, Walt was 65 when he passed. Not very old. And Roy was 78. And he, yeah, so Disney opened in October 1st of 71. And Roy died d- December 20th of that same year. So yeah, I sure didn't almost, know he was that much older. three months later. Yeah, because uh, for a while, because he had gone off while Roy, while Walt was still like in school and everything. And he, mm-hmm. he had kind of est- established himself a little bit. That's mm. why Walt came out to that's why, And that's why Walt, he, he was so financially helpful. And was, he had yeah. a stabler situation yeah. than Walt. Yeah. That's cool. So. And maybe this would be a thing that we can add into our format now that he's not in the the movies. Mm-hmm. We could be like, what? And what would he, Walt he, think? What would Walt think? And I like, love that idea. Thanks. I love. Let's that write idea. it down right Let's now. Let's write it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, what it. would Check. Walt think? Yeah. And, and honestly, he didn't. So he didn't see Jungle yeah. Book to oh. completion. Right. Let me move in my chair. You know, he did. I don't. Well, he died in '66. It came out in '67. Yeah. So. so, so we can even start it with this one, and I think yep. that he would have liked it. Um, oh yeah, well, especially because his, his deep involvement. Yeah. Was, it was untimely that he died when he died, but yeah. he he must have known that sometime in the next 10, 15 years, even optimistically, he would have to prepare. Yeah. And I think that there's something to but Walt Disney World. I don't think that World. he did that. You don't think so? No, in the documentary he even said like, I don't think Walt planned for to be leaving this soon. And mm. it kind of threw everyone for a loop. Like what, it was a lot of like it said it in the Imagination story, in the Imagineering story. It said it in like American Masters. A lot of things. It's like, well now what do we do? Yeah, you really wonder what Walt would have, I mean besides the Kurt Russell movie, <laughs> what he would have <laughs> gone for and at that point. Yeah, it's interesting because I think, so the next few movies come Coming up, or were at least like in the works. He was aware of them. He was aware that they were mm-hmm. coming up. So it'll be interesting once we get to the point of like, okay, we've we've run through the list. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. It's probably around the rescuers. Um, yeah, probably like that, late seventies. Yeah, because that's because um, Aristocats and Robin Hood are coming up, guys. Tune in so, and uh, yeah. the Winnie the Pooh movie, which is the anthology movie, uh-huh. is after that. So I'm just jumping ahead. It looks like. There's some familiar names are in the next one, two, three, mm-hmm. four. As part as far as animators and directors go, yeah, yeah it's Fox and the Hound. That in is 81. a key. That looks like I don't recognize any of these. Oh well, the director is is the same. Right, but that's but the last one. That's probably the one that maybe there was no Walt. Everybody that knows Disney knows Disney's eighties were weird. And oh man, they look weird. It's gonna be. It's, it's gonna probably be gonna be a little painful sometimes to talk about yeah. what the studio is going through. Right. But it ends up well. Well, I want to real quick. Um, I mentioned the Winnie the Pooh movie, and it occurred to me that there's some. You know, it's funny because Sterling Holloway's yeah. in this movie, and he only plays. He's, <laughs> he's been back. in a couple, but yeah. he only plays uh, Winnie the Pooh a year before the Jungle comes out. So it's actually quite fresh. And yeah. Christopher Robin is played by another Ritherman kid. Now Wooly Ritherman, Wolfgang Ritherman is the name you see in all these kind of late. Early, yeah, because he was the youngest nine old man mm-hmm. when, like, and that many overlapped with Ward. Originally, and stuff. they were the eight old men and the one middle aged man, and then <laughs> he was, but he's he somehow, and it's very difficult to ascertain studying the different styles, even in the great 
detailed book you gave me, how it was that Reitherman ended up the guy that's the one director on all these movies. But I don't know. Walt obviously saw something in him, and he s- said too that he know. managed to get the respect of the fellow. And, oh well, I mean, it talked about his like his time in the war, and he was kind of a, a, a general. Oh sure, or of, of some sorts. I he had a higher he had a ranking accent, but he doesn't. No, he's not yeah. <laughs> German. But but he was in some sort of leadership capacity mm-hmm. in um, during the war, and so I think that maybe helped. But yeah, for um, sure. And then also because maybe he was the, not the last, because Ollie and Frank are still there, but like he was the younger, he was put in with that, quote unquote, that, that, that boys club, I guess that's what it was, mm. and worked with some of the greater ones like Ward Kimball before yeah. they left and whatever. And like, I think maybe, and Frank and Ollie, I think yeah, we're just having like, Frank and Ollie on this movie the best, too, and... the best time just drawing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it was just like, no, we don't want to direct. We just want to hang out with each other. That's true. We're best friends. You take on so much when you choose to direct. And you so I think that them. he was like, just the natural fit for it. And mm-hmm. because they were getting, they got rid of the other storyboard guy who would probably have helped bend the reins yeah. because of the disappointingness of, yeah, of, of Walt's draft. disappointment in the, well, yeah, the original draft and disappointment in Sword of the Stone. What is funny, because Bill Pete, in later interviews, you get the sense that he feels kind of shut out of the Disney legacy. Yeah. And it's funny, because, well, I mean, 101 Dalmatians is such a good movie. Yeah, it really is. So is, is this one, to whatever extent, because he did develop some of the characters prior to them coming in and doing the whole overhaul. I remember, I used to listen we, to the commentaries, this will seem unrelated, on the Simpsons DVDs, yeah. because the early seasons are great, and um, John Lovitz is there at one point and he asks one of the directors uh, Susie Excuse Dieter me. who's like what does an animation director do and she this is the first time I ever thought about that question yeah. she's like well you know you tell people what to draw or you draw it yourself so I feel like anytime we see one of these movies where the business is really cool and, yeah. the, and the, in, the actions are very like they hit it's a well directed movie and I will say about Jungle Book this is a well-directed movie. There's some continuations of some of the great... Because the kid in Sword of the Stone was pretty well animated, too. Yeah. But it's just the movie didn't work. No. It, but uh, this movie is um, just, like, the, the liveliness of the characters and the intensity of the characterization. This is also the first Disney movie where they used recognizable stars yeah. in this capacity. And I didn't know of the the guy who played Baloo other Phil than... Phil Harris? Yeah. Yeah. I guess everyone was like, what? Phil Harris playing this? I guess he was... No, as a comedian, yeah. and then because sidekick for Jack Benny, and he was a musician. He did yeah. a lot of great swing. Like about the South, eh, don't take one. Have two, they're dark brown and chocolate too. Suits me, they must suit you, cause that's what I like about the South. While I was walking down the beach one bright and sunny day, I saw a great big wooden box a-floating in the bay. I pulled it in and opened it up, and much to my surprise, ooh, I discovered a. Right before my eyes, ooh, I discovered it. But I guess because the Jungle Book is such a serious book, we we follow Disney's rules. I have never read it. You've probably I, a long time ago I did. Yeah. I don't remember anything about so, it. I hear it's racist. Yeah, so who knows. So, yeah, um, don't read it. But. but I think that it was like, what, such a serious book, and you're going to have this comedy guy play, like, the main, that mm-hmm. doesn't, what is happening? And so I really think that it really helped, and like, nope, we're not reading it, this is our, yeah. we're literally just taking the characters and putting them in a new situation. Not only did the movie become beautifully uplifting, but yeah. I think Phil Harris does some great acting work. I love it. This is a great performance, a great character, and yeah. one of the great things they talked about, too, is that Phil he did not like the unnaturalness of some of the dialogue. Yeah. He contributed a lot in the form of an ad lib. Now, nowadays, 
this is par for the course. Uh-huh. The personality, the actor, they animate around it, they find it in the characters, but it's just a great, and of course it's peppered with all that beatnik talk, which is yeah. what dates the movie, but at the same time, it's just so funny that 1967, in Psychedelia year, that Disney's now finally doing his like, hey daddy-o yeah. movie, well, but you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? When you're old reactionary. You know, I mean like, wow. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to hear his voice, even though he doesn't change it for a single right. other character. Like right. uh, Thomas O'Malley and Little John are the same exact That's voice. Exactly but I, right. But, uh, and then Tailspin. I always liked Tailspin growing up. Oh yeah. Which did he? I know they adapt, but he. When did he die, Phil Harris? Oh yeah. Let's see. He passed in. 95. Wow. Well, then he must have... He was 91. He, he did voice it for... And he, yeah. He was looking old by uh, the time of... He did it, so he started it, mm. but then he was... Re- uh, after just a few recording sessions, he was replaced by someone on Wiki, which if you have $5, donate to Wiki. Yes. Um, it doesn't say that he has a Disney Legend credit yet. It just says a Hollywood... A golden, That's A ridiculous. Golden Palm... Or Palm Springs Walk of Fame, which um, honestly sounds better than the Hollywood one because it's prettier there. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> but that's a um hmm I'm going to I'm going to be better about researching guys I was focused on making the drink They know that every time we're going to be better next time <laughs> We're always going to be better next time Didn't I text but, you one time unless I was editing an episode or yeah. trying to figure something out and I was like just our t-shirt is going to be like we'll get to that Right or, exactly Or People it'll be better be next time disappointed if we ever do that's the thing it's the brand now basically so Yeah however many episodes in and yeah Oh man! There we go. I would sign that petition for Phil Harris to get a, a Disney Legend thing. Yeah, I mean, Disney he's a, he with only a couple performances, like you said, exactly the same performance, but, but still. I I mean, it's perfect. He's just like yeah, he was born perfect. for it it's in exactly a way. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. And those three characters are like, are just the he's the perfect voice for it. Like yeah. I can't even imagine another yeah Disney Legend. Okay, yeah, seven people who have not. Mm-hmm. I think it's if too, anybody mm-hmm. is a Disney Legend, it's Phil Harris, and it's he's yeah, no not question. yet. So. Um, let's get, um, let's get on Bob Iger. Yeah. Call us Bobby, out. Bobby, get out of your, your money hot tub Bobby. and let's make this work. But, <laughs> you know, I, another thing is that I think this is the first time you have a great duo. I mean, okay, you know, Jiminy Cricket works good, Honest John and Gideon, but it's usually like a, 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 a talking guy and a silent partnership. This time you've got Bagheera and Baloo as yeah. the two kind of heroic side mm-hmm, characters mm-hmm. and they have such a beautiful dynamic. Yeah, they do. Well, it's happened. Took a little longer than I thought, but it's happened. Bagheera! Oh, you heard me, huh? It's very moving, even if it's weird, because it's animals and wanting to raise this boy, and it takes, like, a day for everything to happen. Like, you really feel that beautiful, like, cool uncle versus, like, <laughs> smarter, like, hardline dad thing with like them. like Walt and Roy. There you have it. There you have it. Bagheera's like, you have to think of the money, Baloo. And he's like, hey, yeah, daddy-o, yeah, this part's going to be great. So just let it go. Sebastian Cabot. Yeah, he was in the Oh, um, yeah. And his voice movie. is just so perfect for... Oh, yes. He's got that Brian Blessed, like Shakespearean actor, kind of just like, and he's one of the, I'm sure he He looks Italian. Everything. He does look like Pavarotti. Yeah. I'm about to shave my beard with hot lather because hot lather feels so good. It comes from GE's new heated shave cream dispenser. And no other dispenser can do what a GE dispenser can do. It holds 30 of the leading brands of shave cream. 
Now for the shape. But um, Sebastian Cabot contributed to Sword in the Stone as a much him. better role. No, but <laughs> um, <laughs> what else? He was in some Winnie the Poohs as um. As a... Oh, he narrates oh. them. Oh, that's so cool. How lovely. Excellent. So Are we'll get learning? to that. Yeah, absolutely. Don't you guys love us reading through Wikipedia it's beautiful. as you listen to oh, us? No, it is beautiful. Shout out, yeah, shout out. The People's Encyclopedia. Oh, that's <laughs> the eighth time I've said that. But um, for a while, we've had some question marky, relationshipy type stuff with the, the visuals of the Disney movies. We started out gaga-eyed about how pretty everything was. Yeah. And, you know, especially when you get to a movie like Bambi, which, you know, is is earth porn, essentially. And then for the last couple of movies, it's been a very different style. I felt like in this movie, some of the scenery was... But I feel like in this movie, the Xeroxing thing worked because they paid mm. attention to make a good background. If you're going to reuse a background, it better be like a good background that yeah. you're reusing. And, you know, all the jungle... <laughs> You're the national monument of like King Louis's palace <laughs> yes, or whatever gets yes. ruined, but like oh my you know, gosh. it's it's a pretty is is it Bambi? No, because no. Mr. Wong has long gone from the studios, I'm sure. But um, I think it's still it's a it's a nice background and it goes with that like sketchy ish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. animation style that they were doing around then. It's like halfway between the kind of slapdashiness of Sword in the Stone and like the painterliness of your mm-hmm. Bambies and your others. It's um, stylized but pretty, and you can see them are using a couple shots, but like good shots. Yeah. So it's and then with the wiliness and the mm-hmm. scrappiness of the characters, yeah, the the line style I thought has always worked for the better of these movies. Yeah, it's me a too. fun style, especially yeah, I like it too. Dominations. With the close ups, oh for sure, yeah, mm-hmm. I really like it. And this movie is a minute shorter than Sword in the Stone, but Sword in the Stone felt so much oh longer. Oh my god! And barely anything happened. Yeah, exactly right. But, but this is this one is great. So it, it's it's one of those that it's like scene to scene. Mm-hmm. It's like the this bit you recognize to this bit you recognize. But it reminded me of the earlier movies where it's like you only have a couple scenes that further the action, but you feel like you're being taken uh-huh. on the whole journey. Yeah, yeah. I noticed too with this movie the use of like repetition of certain devices, like mm-hmm. the elephants, or the fact that certain scenes kind of just take their time yeah. but they're great scenes yeah. and so like Shere Khan and Ka that's a great scene yeah, that and is it just a great hangs scene. out everything with Baloo I love the animation on the ca- the animation on Mowgli yeah very expressive yeah Bagheera this is a it's a pretty this pre- is I a mean, good one it's not it's not a super pretty movie. It's not Sleeping Beauty. No. It's not Cinderella. It's right. not. But it's 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 fun. It looks good, and it all kind of comes together, and I would definitely say, especially in terms of the characterization, really well done. Yeah. It's really like the just... first good, and he, and what I like about it, too, is like, is this the first, like, little boy kind of character that we've had again, minus Arthur? Mm. And that before. It, yeah, I think it is the first. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, and yeah, he's a little defiant. He doesn't want to go to the man village, but honestly, I wouldn't either. I'd want to hang out in the jungle with Blue, too. Hell of a lot more sympathetic than Peter Pan. So, like, oh, and Peter Pan, I forgot about yeah. that travesty. Whereas, um, well, <laughs> just as a as a human yeah. being, Peter is, Pan's is, not is, the one you're supposed to relate to. You relate to human? Wendy, and I don't is know Peter what Peter Pan, Pan is. Human? Anyway, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. No, Mowgli's like the first boy that you boy Disney character that you feel like a something for. Yeah. I mean, a boy human character because there's like Dumbo and everything. And it's stuff funny like that. that Wooly had two sons in the previous movie and was just like, screw you guys. They probably both hit puberty before this movie. Yeah, right. And then this new kid, Bruce Ryder, he's actually pretty good. He actually does some pretty good work. Wait, uh, I thought his son was... Mowgli, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This kid, Bruce, is his other son. Oh, okay. Willie had two other sons in Sword in the Stone, and then he had oh. this new son for Christopher Robin he, and he, for Mowgli. He birthed him just exactly. to be Mowgli. He was like, I need a better actor. Come yeah. on, wife. <laughs> and that was that. Bagheera, I'm getting a little sleepy. Shouldn't we start back home? Mowgli, this time we're not going back. 
I'm taking you to a man village. But why? Because Sheer Khan has returned to this part of the jungle. And he has sworn to kill you. Kill me? But why would he want to do that? He hates man. And Shere Khan is not going to allow you to grow up to become a man. Just another hunter with a gun. Oh, uh, we'll just explain to him that I'd never do a thing like that. Nonsense. No one explains anything to Shere Khan. Well, maybe so. But I'm not afraid. And besides, Now I... that's enough. But, um... <laughs> But he's good, and the, and the characterization is really good, too. Yeah, For some reason, you're also not weirded out that he's in a red diaper the whole time. Yeah, I you was a little forget. bit. Well, I mean, like, yeah. And very skinny legs, just like... Oh, my God. Just like... Like the, the stork. Yeah. I'm How sure. old is he supposed to be? Hell, I know. 10, 11? Either way, when you get seduced by the other 10 or 11-year-old, you do... It's uncomfortable. It's just a bit weird. It, it would work if they were teenagers, now. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, 22-year-olds look like babies to us, and so it's like... <laughs> it's like, okay... I hope they he's, just okay. have a meal. Apparently, so he's ten, because mm. the the wolves raised him till he was ten. And out. I brought it up during the movie, like, why didn't the wolf cubs just bring him back to the village instead of like yeah. waiting till he's a uh, t- ten years old and like gonna fight with a parental figure about it? Like, it's this weird, seemed yeah, a exactly. little bit strange. Which is even a little early to be rebellious, but look at the circumstances. No, I get it. Yeah, the wolf mom communicates non-verbally how much she wants to keep the baby kid. And it doesn't oh, make sense, yeah. but, you know, you just think, well, this wolf, mom, this wolf mom's going to do some stuff. Yeah. She's got all these wolf babies. She's like, I want to change a pace. <laughs> and so that's that. That's something on two legs, not four. But then by counsel, they don't even take him back. They're like, we have to banish him. Yeah, And why? then the panther comes in and is like, you know, we've hung out sometimes, me and this 10-year-old. <laughs> I'll teach we, him. We go back. I found him. It's this is the one problem I have with the movie is when you think about it, you're like, wait, that's my problem with the movie. This <laughs> is like you can't. So I want to give it credit past that just because it moves it along. So the fact that Baloo hangs out with him for a day and he's like, I never want to leave you, Baloo, and you feel for it. Yeah, you, you do. shouldn't. You should you, be like, what? You, yeah. You're just here for two seconds. And the fact that Sword in the Stone is the same thing. It doesn't work at all. No, it's a testament. Yeah, but I don't, I liked it. Pretty background. Beautiful. Pretty, um, pretty stuff. Great songs. I'm tired of walking around. Oh, ooby-doo. I want to be like you. I want to walk like you. Talk like you. I want to also talk about, because we talked about Sterling Holloway. I have my own subtle little ways. <laughs> and Phil Harris oh, yeah. and Sebastian Cabot. George Saunders. Or Sanders. I don't know how you say it, but it you you all probably know him best like if Sanders. you've seen. Okay, it is Sanders. Oh, he's so good. Could it be possible that you don't know who I am? I know you all right. You're Sheer Khan. Precisely. Then you should also know that everyone runs from Sheer Khan. You don't scare me. I won't run from anyone. Ah. You have spirit for one so small, and such spirit is deserving of a sporting chance. Now, I'm going to close my eyes and count to ten. It makes the chase more interesting for me. I think Saunders because of his accent. That's Isn't why. it? <laughs> but 
Oh, he's, he's born Saunders. in St. Petersburg. He, he you know him best as Addison DeWitt in All About Eve is the critic, and it's the same beautiful. I gotta tell you, here's the George Sanders story before you read it on okay. Wikipedia. So he killed himself, right? <gasps> Shot himself in the head when he was older. No, he had depression, cardiac arrest. So he OD'd. Look at the thing real quick, because I want to know who I'm thinking of. <laughs> Yes, yes, okay. So it was stated to be a suicide, but it was barbiturates, and he apocryphally left a suicide note that said, Dear world, I've grown bored of you. <laughs> and that was his note. Now, guys, this is not a true story, but I read it, and it was a great story, so what? you can find it's out not that a true it's not story? true. I think it's apocryphal. I'm leaving because I am bored. I feel I've lived long enough. I'm leaving you with your worries in this <laughs> sweet, sweet cesspool. Good, Good luck. luck. Okay, so actually, wow. he did leave behind three CS suicide notes, and that was one of them. So, wow. hooray, surprise, that happened. Uh, it's beautiful. Please reach out, call the suicide Yes, hotline. it's sad. Yes, if you're um, having any kind of, but we've already, you know, just, just reach out to somebody. Yeah. Disney provides community. It does. Um... But I can just imagine his voice reading that. Right. It's, and it's such a great performance and because... I, and I love it because it's just, like, so much foreshadowing for, like, why they picked um, Who's-Its-Face for Scar. Yes. Jeremy Irons. Yeah. So, this so, is a great, so good. Sedate so and good. polite and nefarious. Well, and Jafar's accent is very similar to that, too. That's like, true. I love that, like, the, like... Deep... Even like, like a Frollo in British back in Notre Dame. Oh, Notre like Dame deep yes. voiced British villain. Mm-hmm. Love it. It works for you because it's <laughs> it seductive as well as unsettling. And so it's so he was one of my favorites in the movie. I think as well. in the live action John Favreau one, which neither of us have seen. Oh, I was wondering if we were gonna bring that up. Um Edris Elba plays Shere Khan, so that kind of works. That kind of tracks. Uh British. Yeah, deep voice British. Sexy exactly. as hell. <laughs> and then you've got kind of a scrappy uncle type for Baloo, and you've got who the hell else? Is I don't remember. I just like Scarlett Johansson's in it. Why is Scarlett Johansson in every, especially for an animate or where she plays John an Favre. animal? Well, there you have it. That's right. He likes her. She plays Ka, right? I don't know who she plays. I think she plays Ka. I mean, I guess that could work. I don't remember. I didn't see it. And congratulations, to your noms. John Favreau's. I mean, he's making a lot of money these days. Yeah, I would just want to shout Chef because Chef is great. Oh, chef Mandalorian. There you have it. <laughs> but I don't care about these these live actions. No, you don't. It's like you know when the Lion King came out and everybody kind of noted the fact that there's not a lot of life in these community. No, animated. and I and imagine he did looks that like one. that. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see it and see. Maybe we're not going to watch the Jungle Book too. That's where I draw the line. Yeah. Guys, you tell us how good that is, because I bet <laughs> it's not. But, um, yeah. Um, ben Kingsley is a Ben Kingsley. Well, he's great. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, they made it from, yeah. So, yeah, she's the stink. Ben she's Sexy Ka. Beasts, Kingsley, and Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken is King, King Louis, Louis. Oh, which, God. Oh, well, we haven't even talked about Louis Prima. Oh, the lady in red. The fellas are crazy for the lady in red. La da da la da. She's a bit gaudy, but lordy, what a personality. Ba 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 The lady in red is fresher than Daisy when the town is in bed. Oh, dancing and dining and shining with originality. She's very proper. She's nothing more. Than a great jazz performer yes. that does. Okay, this movie's got songs that have been in my head since I saw it. 
Yeah, the, the first time. I swear to God. Yeah. But that, and learn to be like someone like me, is like. One more time. That's one of my favorite shits. That's a great song. It's perfect. It doesn't matter. And they were both pretty old. Phil Harris and Lou Prima had their heydays in the 40s and yes. the 30s. And, well, the yeah, Lou he Prima died in 78, so he was in his 50s when yeah, he did this. Yeah, he was so. getting there, but boy. That whole bit. Yeah. And then, like, the menacingness of him wanting fire, too. Like, yeah, that you, whole scene. What are you going to do with fire, monkey? Now, here's your part of the deal, cuz. Lay the secret on me of man's red fire. But I don't know how to make fire. Now, don't try to kid me, man cub. I made a deal with you. What I desire is man's red fire to make my dream come true. Now, give me the secret, man cub. Come on, clue me what to do. Give me the power of man's red flower so I can be like you. Sorry, it's monkey. Take over. Invent guns. This is, you see, the animal farm kind of aspiration. And speaking of which, George Orwell hated Rudyard Kipling. He thought he was a fucking huge racist and terrible, which apparently he was, because it's that whole British invading India thing. It's a kind of half-assed liberal idea that while colonialism wasn't great, at least Britain gave India the trains. Unfortunately, Britain also stole $45 trillion from India, all the while exploiting religious divisions between the Hindu and Muslim communities. Which, where does this damn movie take place? I don't know, man. No um, idea. I don't know where all these animals are. I'm assuming India because of at the end. With right, the, I didn't know about the, the jungles of India. I want to be well, like I, mean, I always assume jungle, I do think Yep, the in the deep continent. jungles of India. Look at that. Hunting tigers out in India. Okay. 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 So very nice. So, where do you want to go? Parks? Do you want to? Yeah, are there more really animators that you want to? Or I voicers? Mean, voicers? Really want to shit? I'm calling them voicers. <laughs> We've talked about all the good folks. We well, talked oh, about Frank oh, and I do want to talk about something for Louis Prima. They had this like footage in the documentary that we watched. <laughs> Another T-shirt. Um, those are on YouTube. So just search for them. The 45-minute one was better because it had more information, obviously. Yes, yes. But it's showing, like, that Louis Prima and his band are, like, what they do. And so I guess they he did this thing where he'd walk out to the audience and, like, in a train effect, his band would follow them. So that's what the... Um, so much fun. That's what the, the monkey does. I can't think of his name. King Louis. Thank King you. Louis. It's even named after him. Anyway. Um, but the they did their version, which I would love to hear his original version of it. But yes. they're like, it was way too jazzy crazy for Disney. Crazy for Walt. You could just imagine him getting Disney. uncomfortable and leaving. But I'm going to get up smoke real quick. And then but, uh, Disney's in-house, I guess, uh, m- music team. Oh, yes. George, George Burns kind of like takes it and toned it down for Disney. So I'd be really curious to see that. But they have some footage of like them in the rehearsal space doing it. Just and it having looked, a crazy it New looked Orleans like an awesome, jazzy march. Yeah. Awesome time. Which it reminds me of um, Colin and I saw um, at AC one year John Baptiste before he was on Stephen Colbert's show mm. and he did that same thing and they were coming out and they like luckily it was a it was a well it should have been a bigger venue but yeah. I'm glad that it was one with the tent I always call this like we always 
in that tent, that's why the bathroom's at ACL. And if you look, sorry, this is so localized. I mean, they, it, it's shaded and it honestly, like nine out of 10 times, it's the best bands that are there. Yep. It's ones that you like haven't heard of or like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm interested in. And so like he did that thing where his band came down and like walked through the crowd and stuff. And he's jazzing it up on his trumpet and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Nice. Also saw an all-female mariachi band that kicked butt Interesting. there. Anyway, that one's my, whenever I go, I don't usually go because I'm an old person. But you go and you see like three or <laughs> four when I, shows. But when I go, I, I make sure that I'm like, I, I, at least something needs to be from mm-hmm. this tent because it's mm-hmm. my favorite tent. That's wonderful. Anyway, but so well, there's nothing that like whole that kind of kind thing of and like, it's... yeah, just and walking through the crowd, super, super fun. So when I they do that, that little bit with the little monkey that looks like yeah. Wynton Marsalis or whatever, <laughs> yes. they're just like, not Wynton Marsalis, who am I thinking of? Maynard Ferguson, uh, but he, uh, but he just I a little monkey when he does that little thing and Louis gets mad. I figured that was what they put over, like the real hot jazz. Oh, just for a second, so. Louis stops, but who knows? I think that maybe the George Burns guy. Say goodnight, Gracie. Just kind of really, really yeah. toned it down. It's George, so. I love is this George, George Burns and his what? wife Gracie alone. Um, anybody? But um, we have to talk about it actually because the, the Sherman Brothers are back Yay! and this time around, memorable songs. But The Bare Necessities is written by... Not only did Bill Pete, the, the story guy, originally, he got kicked off. The original writer of the songs Walt wanted to go in a totally different direction. Yeah. And he wrote one that kept in because apparently the animators were just like, Walt, for once you're wrong. You have to say it. You have to keep Bare Necessities. Bare Necessities, so. which, come on, guys, you can all sing that now. Look for them. And what a great... I mean, just what Look a great for piece them. of work. Bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your pride. I mean, the. That's it. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it's very so much wait, in so line with this. So, what songs did the Sherman Brothers do then? Because they didn't do the Louis, the I Want to Be Like You, did didn't they? They? Well, I'm, I'm assuming that they did. Did not. I thought Louis Prima wrote it. And no, he did didn't it. write it. He performed. Oh, okay. It, okay. it was in his style. Got uh, it, they got wrote it, got all it. the rest of the songs. The funny thing is, Bare Necessities is kind of in the style of the Sherman Brothers, like you know, catchy, upbeat. Yep, exactly. So, but they were asked to do songs. I think kind of in the style of that. And so you have this wonderful peppy. Oh, and I guess they score. do the um, the vultures. So yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, we kind of said it earlier. The vultures. Hey, oh. oh. flaps. What are we gonna do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I've got it. Let's flap over the east side of the jungle. They've always got a bit of action, a bit of a swinging scene, all right? Ah, come off it. Things are right and dead all over. You mean you wish they were? (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. He wanted the Beatles. Walt Disney wanted the Beatles to do it. And I think the Beatles said no. No. At the time, they were turned down a lot of... You know the Beatles around the same time were supposed to be in The Lord of the Rings? What? That adaptation of Lord of the Rings, Paul McCartney was going to be Frodo, John Lennon was going to be Gollum, but this was one of like four movie ideas that they kicked around and never did, and so they did a freaking Magical, magical Mystery Tour, which doesn't oh, work, but couldn't get the Beatles. I think that it would have been cool, but you know, the Beatles are the kind of people that aren't going to be like, Yeah, like looking well, back, it would have been like really nice. It would have been cool. It would have been cool. And then the Beatles to like work with the Sherman Brothers for yep. a song. Could you imagine that song? That would have be been awesome. interesting. And originally, but, um, the Vulture song was going to be more in a beat group style, yeah. which is still sounds dated. But then they did like a barbershop quartet, which works. But then they kept, but they kept some of the voices, but the hairstyle for just one Hairstyles of them. Hairstyles for sure. I love the one with <laughs> the hair in his eyes. That's just the little because it's funny to do a fake beat. It's like it's funnier than Yellow Submarine for sure. But uh, you got Jasper as the old Vulture, Jasper from uh, 101 Dalmatians, J. Pat O'Malley, who also plays Colonel Hathi. Espinosaur. That's the way I earned my commission in the Maharaja's 5th Packet Arm Brigade. Back in 88, it was, uh, what was it? Here it comes. 
the Victoria Cross bit again. It was then I received the Victoria Cross for bravery above and beyond the call of duty. Ha, ha, those were the days. Discipline, discipline was a thing. Bill's character, all that sort of thing, you know. It, uh, oh. And all that elephant stuff is great too. But yeah. then you've got uh, Chad Stewart of Chad and Jeremy. Trees swaying in the summer breeze, showing off their silver leaves as we walked by. Soft kisses. Kind of a, an early British invasion pop group from Britain that uh, the Beatles wrote a couple songs for. Uh, he did one of them, so it was like a third or fourth hand, like Beatle. But uh, yeah, the elephants are another great device because the elephants come along at just the right moment and it's all very funny. Verna Felton in her last Disney appearance oh, really? is the wife we calling said that a back times, to her asshole like, elephant. Yeah, yeah, but I liked I liked her being an asshole elephant in this one. Yeah, and this she one was only an asshole for good. too. Yeah, yeah exactly. she used her powers for good. And then little Clint Howard, which is funny how much little Bruce Ritherman and grew up looking like Clint Howard, bald and with gap teeth, but little Clint Howard, Ron Howard's super attractive brother, uh, was a child star as well as Ron Howard, and he played he played the little elephant boy with the cute haircut. So cute. Stick your nose out. Such a cute so haircut. So cute. Everybody's um, got shaggy 60s hair. Yeah, I like it. Um, Mowgli's got a great, you know. Apparently John Lennon is the one who refused to work on animated you films. You can imagine. Imagine there's no... I'm not going to do that animated shit. Yeah. Anyway, and then there was going to be a um, nearsighted rhinoceros named Rocky. Who's going to be voiced by Frank Fontaine. I wanted the best for my mother. You know how it is. But, well, I already thought there was so much going on with the with monkeys the and the vultures. and, and Every animal in this stuff. movie is like, you should be a... Frank Fontaine. You that should be a really capybara. Weird. But, like, um, it's funny because originally the way the movie started is Bill Pete actually was like, you know, we can do more animal characters. We can work a lot with this. Yeah. You see them flirting with it, sort of the stone where everybody turns in animals for no reason. Right, yeah, maybe they were but, just using that to practice. But this is some of the best animal characterizations in any Disney movie. Yeah. Um, and a lot of animals that you don't see then until The Lion King or, you know, kind of... Yeah. You don't see boas. Or, well, there's a snake in Robin Hood. Yeah, you don't Robin see Hood. Panther. Well, yeah. We'll get to Robin Hood. <laughs> it's a, oh, Robin Hood. Oh, Robin Hood. I love Robin Hood. Everybody just wants to f*** that fox. Yeah, that's why Colin dressed yeah, up as him for the Disney brand. Princess Meryl. When he proposed. No, <laughs> no it's not like, when he proposed. He, I didn't even see him in his Robin Hood outfit. Yeah, it, it, everyone kept calling him Peter Pan and he was pissed. Because well, he had an course, arrow. Because it's the same hat. But, with the and he had an arrow and... through his hat. Cause like, mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. half of it, he had to undo it because it didn't fit over the hat yeah. that he bought. He wore like a green running cap, and then it didn't quite fit, and so like he right. had to cut it off and then glue, it and one end like fallen off at one point. And so by then he was like, whatever. That's silly. Well, Peter Pan has that little skirt and is uh, like twelve, yeah. and Robin Hood is probably in his thirties too. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Robin Hood is in his thirties. Exactly. Shirt, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. So yeah, but yeah. Ah, oh, so um. Yeah, what, where is this damn thing in the parks? Okay, so in the parks, let's see. Because there's so much jungling well, in Disney, but not a lot of jungle I know, and I really, I know, so I know that you could, you could meet Louie and Baloo in Asia, India section, uh, Asia, India section of, of Animal Kingdom. Of Animal Kingdom. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're, if they're moved around, because it's, uh, I haven't seen them there mm. in a while, but. Um, I've never seen a Jungle Book character. I, I think, oh, I think I even, and then I, I saw some random characters. I think I met Baloo, and I might post that That's picture. That's cool. I, I'll have to check. I just happened by, I was meeting up with 
where was it? Maybe Colin had like gone back to the resort, and I was, uh, and I was just like, no, I want to go. No, so by happenstance, my cousin Nikki was in town. It was in Florida. Oh the same yeah, time. I was there, Good old Nikki and boy. I was meeting up with him. Shout out your cousin Nikki. Yeah, I love that guy. I he's love great. Nikki. He's great. He's the best. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he listens. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Not sure. But um, as I was passing by, I saw like in between that weird, you know, like. They have in Epcot. They have all those big gates that are behind, like in between the countries. Mm-hmm. Not between all of them, but between some of them. Yeah. So those happened to be opened, and then like eight characters were just there, and I just happened to be like walking by as they opened it. So I just That's like boom, great. boom, doomed, and like you know, person behind me taking pictures That's and all wonderful. that jazz. So I don't love that there's not always photo pass people because of like, yeah. when, especially when you have the annual pass, you get the photo pass. Oh, I need to start downloading some of those. Yes. Anyway, when I when you have it, and so I I'm always kind of bummed when they're not there with the characters because right. I'm like. I pay for that. I want like at least a good photographer to take it. Not this. I don't know this person. They right. might put their finger in front of it. Right. I always take like when people ask you. Or, so, I always take like a four or five in case that they're bad. What that makes do? sense. That makes sense. Do you just take the one and say things? I've never actually been in that situation. I think really? yeah, every no one's asking you. Hey, can you take a picture for me? Well, okay, no, yeah, in that situation, no, in that I'm sorry, I thought you just meant at Disney, which Mm-mm. has happened too. No, same same way. Yeah, of course I take a bunch just to make sure yeah. so people have an option. But sometimes I get it back and you just took a one. I'm like, okay. It's like, who are you? Where yeah. have you been? What a, Come like, on, I'm man. Not that Give me some I mean, a couple. Yeah. Well, even when, I don't know, it's so weird when you get, when you ask a stranger and you can tell the strangers that know how to frame you versus yeah, the strangers Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's a universal problem. Um, but I, I met Blue there. I'm trying to think. And I wish that there was more. Of, and then, I don't know if this counts because it was like the, the Rivers of Life show, mm-hmm. they updated it when like the live action Jungle Book came out. So it's Jungle Book characters, but it's like with like filmed scenes from like the, the live action one. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that counts. I think it's weird that you can go on the Jungle Cruise and have a totally Jungle Book free experience. No, you don't. Oh, you don't? No, one of the skipper, one of the lines from the skipper is like, hey, has anyone seen the Jungle Book? Oh, well, it's right there. And it's just a, a book in the jungle. <laughs> you Really? That's great. I was going to say. like, I don't think I ever got that line. Yeah, so it's like, oh, has anyone seen the Jungle Book? Oh, oh well, if you haven't, it's right over there. Yep, there it is. Uh, and it's just a closed book in the jungle. Wonderful. Classic. Classic. Love so. the Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise, is, it predates Jungle Book, right? Because it was well, in land? It was in land. Yeah. So, yeah. so, and like the story, oh God, it's been forever since I listened to this episode of it. And I'm not sure if I get the facts right, but mm. like on uh, another Disney podcast that I was listening to, they're interviewing this guy who was a skipper beforehand. Like he was an, an older gentleman. So this was a long time ago. Yeah. Like, I think he was like even a skipper when Walt was still around. Like, mm. and they were kind of saying like, I don't think it was always supposed to like, that wasn't always a script. Apparently like him and his other skipper friends were bored and they, they rewrote their own script that made it that okay. like kitschy and silly. I don't remember well, the dates for that or whatnot. Story, yeah. So I don't know if like that's been added. And I know that, um, I know some cast members, well, I know one cast member, and I don't even know them. My mom knows them. <laughs> that was a skipper on the Jungle Cruise. And uh, so I don't, I don't I'm know. I'm sure the, the script, sensibility evolves. I don't know if the evolves. script changes. I know yeah. for, when they do the Jungle Cruise, obviously it changes and whatever. Um, I think that the script has pretty much been the same as long as I can remember. Right. But yeah. I have, I have heard the same jokes a couple times. But yeah, the Jungle Book one is that one. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I just wish it was more in the parks in Adventureland. Yeah. And then at the Pop Century Resort, I believe there's those big huge like like just like there is with pongo at all stars and Perda at all stars yeah. those big huge things and they have a big huge thing in the 60s section of blue 
doing Mowgli. It's cool. It occurs to me, it's it's so many four-legged characters for that and the other movie. It is harder to kind of have the costume thing. Yeah, but and to meet them is cool. I just wish, I don't know what the ride would be. Mm. Yeah, good question. If there was one, I just think that they're, like, it's a cool. They could have done a fine Jungle Book dark ride, but in the style of the other ones, but you don't, you don't miss it. No, but like, but I mean, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. If it was, yeah, it doesn't need to be a thrill ride. Just kind of going through the story as if you're Mowgli through. Yeah, it would be just nice air conditioning. It doesn't. I don't know if it fits with um, the conservation quote unquote theme of of Animal Kingdom, but I don't know how Expedition Everest does either. So there you have it. And that's a fun ride. Oh yeah. Um, So I think that's it as far as I can see. Yeah. And another um, parks we're not too sure. Yeah, because I mean, you know, a couple of shows that they used to be in back in the day, mm-hmm. and that's about it. I guess a bunch of opening stuff for when Animal Kingdom opened in '98. But uh, you know, they did another Jungle Book movie, a live action Jungle Book movie in like the '90s. Yeah, and yeah, it had like a silent, like hunky, like twenty. 20- eight-year-old, like, Mowgli, and all I remember is one scene where, like, he meets this girl and he starts purring. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a, you know, actually kind of direct line from the last bits of the Jungle Book, so it's, it's one of those, yeah. Do you have anything else that you want to say about the film proper that we've talked about, music and pictures and actors and if we like it and Walt and... I like it. I mean, I was a little sleepy. I'm just tired today. Yeah. Um, We're so, never 100%. Yeah, exactly <laughs> so. right. So, and then it started while I was still finishing up, cleaning up the kitchen, and I went to be sticky from our cocktail, so... Um, At least you had all those farm animals to help you, those, those uh, right. forest animals to yeah, help you. Yeah, and Merlin's so. magic to mm-hmm. help me, exactly, so... Exactly. But, so I missed the beginning-ish of it, so I was like, oh, yeah, and I've seen it before. So don't worry, guys. I was there with wide open eyes and ears the whole time. I just... I caught everything. Yeah, I, so, um, no, I think we covered it. I, I liked it. Yeah, I just well, we have a cocktail to talk about. Yes, we do. Into the nitty gritty. So okay, so I do tell. Found this one, and so this one is from a website called Whiskey and Sunshine, and they actually made it up. So that's why I wanted to shout them out. Yes. You know you make me wanna shout. And they made this when the new live action one was coming out, mm. and they based it off of the Shere Khan show. It's called the Shere Khan, and it's a spicy tangelo ginger mule. So it is. Great. And honestly, by Kismet, Tangelos are, for those of you who don't know, are like a fruit that is available this time of year only for like these like oh. six weeks or something from Florida. Yeah, they were very juicy. They're, it's like, and it's a cross between like a grapefruit, grapefruit and, and an a orange, orange or, something like that, or a tangerine and a grapefruit. Um, it's a hybrid kind of a thing. And so, yeah, it looked, it was a nice sweet taste for a citrus. A red orange color. Yeah. A pomola or ta- a tangerine and a grapefruit. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's tasty. So tasty. Um, unfortunately you're listening to this in like the summer. So just, you gotta wait six months and. Yeah. Find them like Sorry, we, we got ours at like Central Market or, mm-hmm. or Whole Foods or all that jazz. We'll have them. In there or Just because it's Citrus Fest right now, so there's a bunch mm. of citrus because oh, it's yes. all fresher right now. I stocked up on a bunch of different citruses, so for sure, and I need to eat soon. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so it's the one ounce of fresh tangelo juice, mm-hmm. two ounces of well, they specify Tito's, but it's whatever. Just plentiful you love. around here. So. Um, Rains Tito's. Three so. ounces of ginger ale. So I put ginger ale in mine, and you put ginger beer that I homemade for my soda thing in here so mm. i don't know in i've yours. always liked the, the ginger beer taste of things a little more complex mm-hmm. a little gingerier yeah ginger ale's a little sweeter but either way it's a, it's a sweet cocktail um, a scotch bonnet pepper but we used habanero we used habanero i couldn't find scotch bonnet for like me i looked apparently habanero and scotch bonnet are very similar scotch bonnet is slightly sweeter and it looks different it looks like you crush the bottom of a pepper into it, it has got this little bonnet top and yeah. so i was hoping <laughs> to find one but i didn't and then you just shake the all I was a little confused by some of the directions, so if, if those... It says you guys are Disney fans, so maybe if you listen, yeah. let us know, because it said, like, 
a, just to, in the cocktail shaker to add a slice of the scotch bonnet, but in the in the recipe and in, in ingredients it says one whole pepper slice, and so we put the whole pepper in and, sh- and just double strained it. Yeah, I think it had, and maybe because I used ginger ale, not ginger beer, the ginger beer maybe activated that spice a little bit mm. more. Yeah, maybe so because um, ginger beer all does have a little bit of a bite. I have a little cut on the front of my tongue, and so I didn't want to do super super spicy, but I did still put the whole scotch bonnet pe- or I'm sorry, the whole habanero pepper in there, and I I just double strained it. It does have that real delayed burn to it, as it is. It's one of, mm-hmm. it's one of those words very much about feeling it rather than tasting it up front. Um, but it's great because it's, it's got the fire of it, which mm-hmm. is appropriate because that's Shere Khan's weakness. Yeah, exactly. Um, orange, ginger for a kind of a vaguely eastern tang to it because they employ ginger and good spices over there. So it's a great cocktail. Yeah, very I think subtle, I, very I nice. was excited for this one. So mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, it was great. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you, Justine, for always finding such lovely cocktails. I I'm always excited. I don't know what I'm going to do. Some of the best, and there's some great ones that we never got around to because we always got to work around with. But even we, we, we have to replace I was it so glad that like, yeah, I'm kind of a little bit bummed that we couldn't find the scotch bonnet, but I'm glad that we could find the tangelos because, like, mm-hmm. I think if this if we had just used orange, I don't mm-hmm. think it would have tasted as good. Yeah, it's so the taste. This from... is really, really. I think I think this that citrus. I was I was glad. So yeah, for sure. I was even looking at because like best you can like order like boxes of them, you know, from like fruit cup like Harry's and Harry and David's or whatever. And I was like almost like if I can't find it at the grocery <laughs> store, I'm gonna have to buy this like five pound box of tangelos. Oh or what am I gonna do with it? You can't freeze them. No, there's only two of us here. So you like, have to sort of give them. Away. Yeah, Make, let's put up a Tangelo nade stand outside or something like that. But. but now that I've had them, I'm like, dang, I don't know if I can go back to regular no, oranges. They're wonderful. It's really, really. You'll good. You have a Tangelo so. phase, and then you'll want the the, the tang of it. Yeah. But um, <laughs> do you have the? Uh, so do you have the taste of the sort of the own cocktail out of your mouth by now? Yeah. Okay. It took a month. I was worried for a second. It yeah. took a month. I think it took the whole think, time. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Good. Glad to hear it. <laughs> well, listen, guys, it's around the time we get to tell you what we thought of the movie in um, you know, in numerical terms. Oh yeah, and we're, are we using bananas or are we using? I think bare necessities. Bare necessities, right? So. Or or fire? No, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean, the fire is too. Oh, goodness me. You take two matches, it comes one. So, yeah, bare necessities. I discussed necessities. My, my reasoning for my grading scale yesterday, so I'm yeah. trying to think. I had a hard time with this one, too, in terms of, don't you find that when it's between, like, the half and the one, you always wonder? It feels mm-hmm. like so much more that you're issuing an opinion with a, with a one, mm-hmm. and then the half is always kind of like, well, it's not quite this, and it's not quite that. Yeah. Um, we're probably going to be pretty different on this movie. Okay. But I'm, I'm curious. Um, Do you yeah. Want, yeah. I'm going to give Three bare necessities. Three bare necessities. So for me, just a reminder, five is absolutely perfect. Four is fantastic. Three is good. Three is on track. Three is where you want... Three is what you want from a Disney movie. Two and then one. So I think three, maybe three and a half, because maybe the extra half for... Well, it's less film. What would your what would you say your objections primarily were? Um, uh, yeah, let me think. Please. So I think that... Some of the dialogue is dated with it. I mm. wish they would have kept the jazzier, uh, and it's stuff that because I know the background. I wish they would have kept the jazzier. Oh, sure. I'm the a man, man like you. I wish that I thought they handled the ending pretty well because Mowgli has to go into the man village. Uh, although it was a little bit creepy to watch. I love when she drops it and Baloo's like, she did that on purpose. And, and then Bob like, Carr is like, so yeah, funny. obviously. Baloo's the um, <laughs> It's really good. They're lovable characters. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess it's a four. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm not, I, So, okay, so four. Four bare necessities wow. from it because of... She just went up a whole bare necessity. Well, guys. I had a three and a half. 
half. There so it's not like we have time to really think about the rating while we're. I'm I mean, although to... sometimes we know in yeah. the first five minutes. <laughs> that, was just, that was just sort of the sound. Um, I don't know. No, I'm gonna go back with my three and a half. It's not. I don't know. It's just something. Stand by. There's your... a spark that's just not a hundred percent there for me all the time. Maybe if um, I don't know. That's it. Three and a half. I really wrestled with this one because I enjoyed it so much that I was really kind of fighting with giving it a five. And oh, that would have been nice. the fourth. Because I think it's just, for me, it's just been Pinocchio, Cinderella, and 101. Yeah. Which, on those last two, we weren't so far apart. I know you gave Cinderella five, too. And 101, we both loved. Cinderella, I gave it five? I mean, it's been a while I think I so. Oh, you were very happy when I gave it a five. So if you suddenly turned around and gave it like a three, then I'd be surprised. No, but. no. It, it was, it's definitely a four and a mm-hmm. half or a five. Mm-hmm. Um, I just couldn't remember. Uh, I don't give, I don't. Give out fives liberally as you know. No, that's true. But that which is so weird because I always thought I was the jerk. But just like um because when you look at it close, you mm-hmm. have questions about like, okay, right. why does this happen? Well, and because like some of the dialogue too. is a little silly and corny. Yeah. I do think I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Awesome. But it is one of the one of my very favorites. I think there's so much good stuff. There in is this a lot movie, of good and stuff. And that's what you really realize when you watch between mm-hmm. visuals or characterization. And I think the ones I tend to like the best are the ones where, in addition to being beautiful, there's some some real humor, mm-hmm. there's some great emotional stuff. Yeah. I think this movie in a way that more than the older classics predates your classic animated movies with characterization yeah. with emotional stuff it feels more modern and the yeah and yeah and we, I think we only get kind of this modern but still classic Disney take for like this one for 101 and for like the next couple maybe coming up and then it's like we're in the weirdo zone so it is a weirdo zone you're right I should I should have taken more time to appreciate this one I blame that I blame it on me not Fully watching the first like 15 20 minutes. That's a lesson for you. So, well, you I started <laughs> it, was it and a I was great like, 20 minutes. I'm it would have totally. I'm still hand squeezing out two Tangellos and trying to get the Honestly, in, I so. think if you had watched it, which I appreciate all the all the Tangello labor for real, because yeah. you really couldn't just shove them in the, the lime squeezer. But um, honestly, you probably would have been like so perplexed at the motivations in the beginning of the movie that you would have yeah. been like, well, why are they right? Doing I, this? Well, like I said, I don't know why he, the, like the Wolf Club and we talked about didn't yeah. just bring the boy yeah. back and drop Well, out. we wouldn't have had a movie That's, we wouldn't have had. Yeah, I know but it's just like stuff like okay I don't but know. I love the idea it's and one like of those... once he goes into that village is are the animals actually talking English you or is Mowgli like no talking noise. animal noises back to them so is he just the first thing out of his mouth is he roaring like a bear because like it doesn't you it's know, like one of those movies that takes place in Russia where everybody's got a British right? accent <laughs> it's just like well here you are I know I'm dis- disgusting but it's like, true it's like I mean this is it. a world now where every species can talk to each other and we don't have one scene where a human and an animal can't communicate so who knows if the girl would be like hey bear panther buzz off I got my you know I'm trying yeah, to my yeah. territory can she, here can she talk to them too or only because she can only he sing, was actually, so. raised in the jungle I don't know man so just a couple of questions is that reason enough to not put it as a four? No, but I'm sticking by it. It's three and a half. It's whatever. She didn't sound like she was actually a child actor. Her name is Dar- oh. her name is Darlene Carr, and she like apparently Walt would like used to visit the Sherman Brothers to like get cheered up. <laughs> he was yeah. just like play for me, boys. Yeah, play it, yeah. play it, Richard. I don't care. I want to hear Tuppence a bag. But yeah. um, he loved Tuppence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But apparently, like she wandered in and like did a demo of the song, and like they loved it so much they cast her. And she was eventually in like some kind of like Little House on the Prairie type show. Oh, but this okay. is another a person that wandered in and out of the Disney kids nice nice but yeah so three and a half from me and what did you say I'd say four and a half I'm gonna give it a nice four and a half but I I highly recommend this movie oh no I mean in a while and we're in the era now where and we mentioned this last time I think but just because Disney Plus exists I don't know I keep going back 
I, well, it's a four. It's a four. It's four bare necessities. Final answer. When we put it up on on the site, it'll uh, be four. You yeah. You, you just see how much you regret typing what you rated it. And yeah, and my, that's how you know. No, because you're right. Thinking back, like I I was just saying, how I wish it was in the parks more. It's a true classic. Like yeah, yeah. You're right. It's four. Well, here's what I think too. When we get to a certain point, because I'll never stop making these movies, but when we get to fifty or sixty, to where we're gonna have to start slowing down, because you know, because at a certain point, this podcast. Is only going to happen when a new movie comes out, and at a certain point, Honey, it's going to be. I mean, we we've already practiced waiting a year in between. No, I know exactly. Well, it was, to be fair, it was eighteen. Was it? It was. Maybe it my favorite like murder. It does. It absolutely does. We've changed so much. Uh, yes. Um, I wonder if you guys can tell, like mm-hmm. the personal growth. Yeah. That can we you had. hear my ring? Can you hear that I'm like medicated now? It's like perfectly fine. <laughs> Finally, on anti-anxiety, and I still get it when we turn on the microphone. Um, oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's good. No, it's good. I actually. I'm having, you know. I'm having a good time in this one. We've had a good, good yeah, couple it's episodes. Been a good, but, um, it's been a good time. But um, what was I saying? Uh, at a certain point, I want us to make a top ten list. At oh, a certain cool. point, I want yeah. us to say, here are our top ten from cool, this project. Cool, cool, cool. And maybe like a five worst. Because oh, there are yeah. a couple there. Yeah, I love that <laughs> we idea. We want to slam again. So that'll I love be fun. That idea. In the meantime, though, guys, thank you so much for hanging in with us. We we love you, even though we can't hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, we do. So where, where do they find us? If so thank you again to anchor.fm. You can thank find you. us on all of the your everything where podcasts are podcasts are available mm-hmm. um you can certain go to lots. our beautiful website disneysfollies.com beautiful site. you can find us on facebook you can find us on instagram you can find us on the street and in, you know <laughs> certain restaurants but <laughs> you can um email us at disneysfollies at gmail.com mm-hmm. and please, please always um uh, don't drink and drive. Drink no. responsibly. Um, call the National Suicide Hotline mm-hmm. if you're missing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we can use all these clips that we add in because of something that. Don't Ryan leave said your in baby episode. in the forest, by the way. Don't leave your baby in the forest. So, do you, uh, what, so what? Ha- that's another thing. What happened to Mowgli's parents? Did they get murdered oh by God. another animal? They got eaten by a rhino, like James. Did Shere Khan eat his parents? Maybe he did. Maybe that's why they have history. We'll never find out. I don't know because like, so know. that's a few questions that definitely keep it from a five. Yeah, and maybe maybe they're answered in the depressing book. But maybe. But if you write us at disneysfollows at gmail dot, gmail.com, you have an answer that will make us go, you know, that yeah. made perfect sense. It did make perfect sense. Thank you for answering that for us and clarifying it for us. Thank you for, for everything, us. really. Thanks and thank everything. you, Justine. Thank you, Ryan. What a lovely, what a lovely time. Yeah, always. Guys, tune in next time for the Aristocats. Ooh. We, we love you. We hope you have success. Uh, believe in your dreams and wishes and stuff. And Have a magical day. Mm-hmm.